Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns. I am the worship pastor here at Compass Point, and today with me is Pastor Brad Clink. How you doing, Brad? Hey, I'm doing well, Dave. Glad to hear it. We are uh, still, you know, doing the socially distanced podcast thing, both of us in our homes. Um, but I am excited to to talk about mission again this week. This is our second week of our on mission series. Um, if you were watching along on Sunday, you'll know we had a little bit of a glitch in our live stream. We're fighting some things, but we're, we're getting that sorted. Uh, Brad preached a great sermon, though, on um, the Spirit's role in mission and kind of what we're called to. Do you want to give us a little recap from Sunday, Brad? Yeah, yeah, for sure. When uh, when Paul and I were sitting down and talking a little bit about this series, we, we wanted to highlight that the, that the Holy Spirit is an essential part of being on mission with God. And, mm. and we didn't want to... Uh, we wanted, we wanted to make sure that uh, people saw uh, how the spirit works very broadly. And so I talked this week about how uh, the spirit can work in our everyday and, and ask us to respond to things and react. And Paul's going to go a little bit further next week on, you know, he can also use us in very intentional ways by planning and, and, you know, uh, doing things like that. So, so we talked about sort of five ways that we can engage with the spirit kind of in the everyday. We talked about praying with a missional focus um, for our mm-hmm. neighbors and non-Christian friends. We talked about uh, listening for the promptings of the spirit, being attentive uh, to what he's up to around us, um, watching for the opportunities that he presents, um, the doors that get opened around us. Uh, we talked about uh, then a necessity to respond and obey and lean in and uh, respond to the opportunities and to the promptings. And then finally, we talked about trusting and how important it is to recognize that um, the, the spirit is at work on God's mission and there are some things that are his job and not ours. And, and so that mm-hmm. was uh, that was sort of the nature of what we talked about on on Sunday, and I, I uh, yeah really enjoy talking about uh, mission with people, and I've really enjoyed getting stories um, sent in. Yeah. So that's been great. Yeah, yeah. And you told, I mean, you tied everything together with this great story that you'd been telling the staff the week before about your your bag of dirt. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to say dirt bag, uh, and and your neighbors and and kind of feeling the prompting and and um, yeah, I mean it was a great kind of example that that often in these things we don't we don't do that right, and it's not to to heap guilt on, but just to kind of remember that that we're prompting. Now, I think one of the tensions a lot of people feel with this is. Um, is this tension between, well, you know, maybe that's not my personality or maybe I'm not set up well to do it. Um, are we really like, is this really for everyone? Yes. I would say unabashedly it's for everyone. It, 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 okay. it can and should look different for each of us uh, because we're uniquely wired and we have unique giftings for some people inviting somebody into your home, you know, pre pandemic, post pandemic it yep. is very natural. And, and, you know, they might have the gift of hospitality and maybe that's their primary way to reach out into the community for others. It might be, it might be activism um, and uh, working alongside somebody. It might be, it might be serving in a very tangible way and it's going to look, it's going to look different. And, you know, for me, when my kids were young, um, everything we did out in our community and, and meeting those neighbors and around us was all kind of kid centric, right? It was all the parents of our <laughs> kids, friends and mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, you know, as you get older, different life stages, your networks shift and change. And so I think it is for everyone. I think um, we can all pray missionally. We can all um, listen for the promptings of spirit. We can all watch for those opportunities and and need to need to take them. Uh, I think it will look different, but I think it is for all of us. 
How do we um, how do we ride that tension between uh, loving our neighbors because we love them and and you know coming to a point where we're treating our neighbors like projects, right? Which, which doesn't quite seem like what we should be doing. And I've you know I've heard people talk sometimes in a way that to me is a little cringy and kind of implies that that they're just out to like make sure they can evangelize to as many people. Which I think you know I I see the good heart behind it, but I also like to me it's kind of manipulative. It's kind of kind of wrong how do we how do we live in that tension yeah that's that's a good question and that is a that is a real tension and you know first and foremost i would say you know we are called to love god and to love others uh period right so we we love people and we serve people and we care for people because that is um you know what it means to align our lives to the way of jesus and so there's kind of a hard hard stop there that we love you know so so we can't be loving our neighbors or our friends with a, with a conditional kind of um, only going to if there's an opportunity to say this or do this or if they will go this direction. Um, you know, that's, that's not uh, biblical. Um, and so there is, a, there is a tension. And I think, I think just living lives that are open and inclusive and accessible and connected to the people around us and authentic ways um is is the way to kind of walk that fine line and yet to to not see people as projects but also see the opportunities that are brought our way to to share or to serve or to meet a need that we didn't see before or to express something about how christ has worked in our life in the past or to to be to have those things um you know high enough on our awareness and our antenna up that um that we're um, able to, to move forward when we're prompted in those ways, but not to not to serve or love or connect because that's the only thing we want to do. It is it is it is a fine um, a careful a careful balance. Um, yeah, and I think um, you know we were talking about the role of the spirit in this. Um, there is this inherently like we we can't give a hard and fast rule of what this looks like, and we can't even say. You know, you have to stay within these boundaries in some ways because I think it looks different depending on um, your situation and depending on the relationship, depending on your personality. Uh, and we really do need the Spirit's guidance in all of this to to figure out what's going on and how to how to best uh, work through things. Um, yeah, I, let, oh, just, a, just yeah, a, go ahead. I'm thinking like if, if I was. If I was out there trying to, you know, recruit neighbors into a, a multi-level uh, marketing campaign or, you know, a, a pyramid scheme of some sort, then I would see people more as targets. But the the reality is, this is this is different. We're not we're not selling something. We're like authentically, yeah. if the good news is actually really, really good news and affects eternities and affects life here and now and is the absolute best plan for us, then then mm-hmm. sharing it with people is loving them <laughs> being intentional about taking the opportunities to to communicate to people is showing love in a way above and beyond what what uh, would you know might be expected or and uh, so I I, uh, I I see the the you know part of this is tied back to what we talked about last week is the good news is actually really really good and something that that if we truly love our neighbors and our family and our friends um, you know, we we would want to share, should want to share, should um, you know, that should be part of who who we are. 
not because we have to or we ought to, but because it's genuinely good news. And when I see a great movie, I tell my friends about the great movie I saw. When I eat at a great restaurant, I tell my friends how much I love that restaurant because they're part of my life and those things are <laughs> something I want to share. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that, Brad. Um, let me let me ask this. I think for you and Paul and myself and Chris, who are kind of the primary communicators, our examples tend to be personal with stuff like this. So we tend to talk about living in a neighborhood, having kids, knowing parents, like these kinds of things. Now, I, I recognize that that probably resonates with a lot of people, but there are also a lot of people who aren't in these groups, who don't own homes, who don't have yards, mm -hmm. who don't have children, who live in apartment buildings, or or who are moving more constantly, don't have this sense of community. How, how does this look um, if you don't have maybe, I, I even want to say the privilege or stability that some of us us experience what can you can you maybe give me some examples so if i was retired or if i was a young adult who um you know is is living at university half of the year and living in, with my parents half the year what does it look like to be missional in hmm. that space yeah it's a, it's a great it's a great comment a great question and um i mean i would say i've heard from several um uh, retired individuals who who talk about uh, their frequent interactions with the same people on the elevators or those people on their floors or how they they do okay. things to connect with those you know that are around them uh, um, you know in prox close proximity um, and and so that's that's sort of one opportunity I, I think as well you know being intentional about watching for the same people when you're out on your regular sort of walking route um, is something that lots of us are doing these days. I think about my mm -hmm. own son who's a young adult and is away at university most of the time. I mean, um, there's, there's communities of, of friends that develop, but there's also, there's also an opportunity to be intentional about developing communities. There was a season in my life where myself and another guy from our church joined a, a softball team. And we did so because we wanted to expand our network of relationships and have uh, influence mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, go out with the team after the games and stuff. And, and that was that was quite an intentional decision to expand our, our influence. And so, you know, whether you're retired or, or you're younger, you're a young adult, we, we, we have these spheres of influence, whether it's the bridge club or the quilting we do or the baseball we play or the uh, whatever, basketball at the park, whatever kind of network of people um, – we connect with there's there's opportunities in all those spheres and honestly if you if you look out and mm -hmm. you don't have any of those spheres then perhaps the first step for you in in this missional kind of lifestyle is to figure out how to how to connect into a couple of um you know different spheres of influence yeah i i mean i'm gonna throw another one out there which maybe wouldn't come as natural to you uh, and i'll see what you think about this but we live in a pretty digital world right now right um the, the world of social media or online gaming. Um, I, I know a lot of younger people, this is where they, uh, especially during the pandemic, but even before that, and probably after that, this is where a lot of relationship happens. Mm -hmm. um, do you think, is it possible to be missional in these realms? Um, is it, would you discourage it? Would you encourage it? What do you, what do you think? What about, uh, you know, the way, because the way we're forming relationships and maintaining relationships is changing yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, I would say I would definitely encourage it. And it's definitely possible, right? I mean, I look at my own kids in this lockdown and some of their communities have gone entirely online, right? And gaming, gaming mm -hmm. with people is the way that there's social connection and interactions. 
And uh, so I think we can definitely, like in my mind, you know, being on this missional journey is being intentional about developing relationships and caring for people and, and loving those people around us, whether they're uh, gamers with us online or whether they're physically located next to us in their home or whatever. Um, the, the mm-hmm. challenge to me often, Dave, is, is, is kind of step two, right? I'm, I, I find it fairly easy, as many people do, to you know, stand out on my lawn and talk to my neighbor for, you know, for no no problem to you know, well, we're both out doing work or shoveling our driveways or whatever. But uh, but taking that sort of that next step of friendship that says, you know, I, I'm more than somebody who shovels my driveway beside you. I'd like to get to know you, you know, inviting them into my home or, you know, um, going out to golf or. Uh, you know, doing doing something that takes that, and that's the that's the that's the next sort of level of risk. And so, I don't know what that looks like in the in the in the digital sort of online world. What that next step is, but certainly getting to know people and and building a uh, influence and friendship in in a digital platform is fantastic. I don't know what that next step would be in the in the mm-hmm. kind of digital world. Yeah, I so I'll, personal example from me. I know. Um, it, it's easy to it's easy to feel like, especially in the digital world, but also in person, that you don't want to be like the the bad examples of Christians we see in the media, right? Um, and you don't want to be like the bad examples we see of people who are speaking in language that's really indecipherable and kind of meaningless in our culture today. That kind of harkens back to um, a reality that no one really feels like they live in. Um, but I, I also, you know, it, the, the, okay. One of the challenges for me, I'm a pastor. So how do I, how do I tell my neighbors I'm a pastor without either downplaying it so much that I'm like, well, I'm not really, a, I mean, I kind of do music and technical stuff at a church, you know, haha. Um, but also no, like I do believe that Jesus is important and that, you know, there, there's something there. I've even, I've even found there are moments that, um, the spirit is prompting me just to say like, tell them that you're going to pray for them. Hmm. Uh, which is a bit of a scary moment uh, often because I, I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know what it is, but even that prompt, like, Hey, would it be okay if I pray for you or like, you know, either right now, or I'll, I'll continue to pray for you about that. Um, which you can do both in the in-person and the digital sphere. Um, it, it can be this open door to a conversation hmm. and sometimes the door gets slammed, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes people say, no, I don't, I don't want prayer, but, but often people will say, Oh yeah, you know, I, I used to attend church. I'd, I'd appreciate that. Um, and it gives you a chance to follow up on something because you can say, well, I've been praying for you. How, how is this going? And, and to kind of remind people that, that what we believe um, is, is true and is like, it's important to us, which is, it, we, we live in a world that, that really wants to be pluralistic in that like, well, let's, let's just focus on what we have in common uh, and that's easy to do, right? It's easy to love our neighbors and to talk about the great weather or the baseball or w- what have you, but to kind of intentionally find some of these things that might be different and point to them, but also in a way that gives you these openings to talk about Jesus and to to allow the spirit to move. I think it requires mm-hmm. risk, right? Yeah. Um, well, t- talk to me a little bit more about risk, Brad. Uh, I know this is something you and I have talked about a bit. What What is the role of risk? How do we how do we manage? Is it something we constantly need to be taking the next step in or? Um, yeah. 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 How, how do you? Yeah. I think we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that this, this coming Sunday, but certainly um, 
you know, we want to A, be following the leading of the Spirit. So when we're following the leading of the Spirit, it may feel risky to us, but it is the right and good and, uh, you know, the, the plan that God has if we're following that leading. And, and yeah, like we've kind of mentioned, you know, it, it living a life on mission kind of requires that you're willing to take some risk, um, you know, and some risk, we all have different levels of comfort with, um, with those we engage with. And for some, you know, taking over freshly baked muffins to your neighbor is not a risk at all. That's something you love to do. And, and But for some, that would be a, a, a huge risk to knock on somebody's door you don't see very often or hardly at all and to do something that seems <laughs> unusual, perhaps in our culture today. And then looking for those those the promptings of the Spirit for those next opportunities. Oh, this person golfs. Maybe they want to go golfing. That's an example for me. Oh, this person loves gardening. Maybe I, you know, maybe I can lend them some of my gardening tools, or I got extra plants that I bought and I'm using, or you know. And there's the next sort of opportunity to to take things a little bit uh, a little bit further. So I think it is a lot about um, risk and being willing to take that that risk and. Um, and trusting that the spirit will will use that risk, even if it doesn't end up the way I've invited more people to Alpha that have said no to me than have said yes. Um, I have I have a neighbor on on one side of me where um, years ago I invited them to our small group we were hosting in our in our home, and uh, they told me later that they, they it took them about a week and a half to craft a an email response to me because I kind of left it with them and said, Hey, get back to me. I'd love to hear. And I followed up via email and it took them a long time to craft how to say no without damaging our relationship or risking. There was an assumption that if they said no, that I was no longer (laughs) going to connect with them or treat them well. And, and, uh, you know, that, that it hurt me that they not, not personally, but it hurt me that they saw Christianity, (laughs) as as that mm. and uh um anyway so there's 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 risk and it won't always go the way you think think you'd like it to go um yeah it, it, now you as someone who who practices as well like i think you're you're you know the, obviously you've got lots you can do better you told the great story about the yeah. dirt on sunday but but i think you in my life you're one of the people who i know who who does lean into these risks and these missional conversations um and and you're yeah you you've trained yourself if i can say it to kind of be uh be okay with some of these harder things um are there any uh tips or tricks or rhythms or like things that you do i know we've had conversations i think we've had conversations about borrowing things from neighbors um tell me a little bit about that or any of the other things that you do that kind of get you into these places where the spirit's moving and prompting some of these uh, missional conversations yeah, I mean, the simple one is one you mentioned there, Dave. If I, I run out of eggs when I'm trying to make dinner for the kids or whatever, or one of my kids mm-hmm. runs out while they're baking cookies, and, and we have a choice. We can get in our car and drive to the store five minutes away, buy eggs, and come back, or we can knock on our neighbor's door and ask them to borrow some eggs, and that... Um, you know that's the way things used to be, where we depend on each other, and it and it um, it's just another touch point of relationship. It says, you know, you're more than a neighbor. I'm asking a favor of you, and and it it gives them permission to then you know come over to my house and borrow, borrow sugar or whatever they need next time. And it's just a just kind of a unique engagement um, opportunity. Um, yeah, and and generally generally uh, listening to people. 
um, to what they're saying and maybe what they're not saying and, and not being afraid to mm-hmm. kind of ask that that question that digs a little bit deeper. <laughs> um, you know, when your neighbor's yeah. talking about how they're really struggling caring for their aging parent um, or they've got a child that's gone kind of off the rails, not being afraid to engage with that conversation, but leaning in and, um, you know, sharing, um, sharing your own personal story. I mean, the, the easiest thing to do uh, for me is, is to share personal stories about how God has been active and doing things in my life. And, and, you know, um, my transition from engineering to pastoring is the is the biggest one in my life. But there's all kinds of on the in life kind of stories that that um, get shared. Yeah, those are some yeah. thoughts. That's so good. Yeah, we're um, we're out of time, unfortunately. Um, but there's, there's so much good stuff here, and I I would just want to say to our listeners, uh, if you have some of these stories, or even if you've got questions, if you've heard something that that you think we're missing even, even something that we're like, you think, yeah, sure, that works for you, but not for me. Uh, We actually want to hear that. We want to be able to engage you. We do believe that this is for everyone, but we also know we come at it from a perspective and we've got stuff to learn. Um, But we, we would love to be able to help you through that journey and to hear what is it what have the challenges been for you? What have the the wins been for you? And how do we partner with you and um, partner mostly with the spirit of God and the kingdom of God and the good things that are going on in that? So uh, any other closing thoughts, Brad? No, I just encourage people. Yes. Yeah, send, send in your story. We'd love to hear your stories. They're encouraging and inspirational. And like I shared on Sunday, they don't have to, they don't have to be, you know, epic successes to be a story that's worth sharing because we're all on a journey together and, and learning as we go forward. Yeah, I love it. Well, thanks for listening along to Postscript. We'll be back next week with more.